You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Dr. Travis Ziegler. He's the first doctor I think I've had on the podcast, which is cool. He's a recovering optometrist turned e-commerce entrepreneur. He's the founder of iLove, whose mission is to heal a million dry eye sufferers naturally. Due to the success that iLove has had, he's been asked by many other people to help them grow their business online and more specifically with Amazon, which is one of his superpowers, specializing in Amazon pay-per-click Dr. Travis and his team have helped businesses scale their Amazon sales and help increase brand clout. Welcome to the show, Travis. Dennis. Can I call you Dr. Travis, Travis, Dr. Ziegler? I mean, it sounds very official. I go by anything you want to call me. You can call me Travis though. And can I just say that I appreciate the work that you're doing because your podcast is a lot of fun and I hope I can provide as much value as I've listened in the past couple of weeks of just binging on your podcast. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, this is a, it's a passion project for me. Everybody knows I don't monetize this. I don't sell ads. You know, it's not a lead gen tool. You know, it's really just a passion project since selling my other business. So, so I really appreciate the the kind words. And today guys, just so you guys know, we're going to talk about how to scale your Amazon business through Amazon PPC, right? Which we've all heard of pay-per-click advertising on Google and just different networks, of course, but Amazon's a little different. And Travis is, is an expert in that. And we're going to dive into that today. So if you have an Amazon business or you're considering starting an Amazon business, definitely stay tuned, grab a pen and paper, take a few notes. But before we do that, recovering optometrist, there's definitely a story there. So give us a quick backstory, take a couple minutes and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. So in 2010, I graduated from optometry school. My wife is also an optometrist. She graduated in 2011. We practiced for about four years with my uncle. We had a clinic. It was Dr. Ziegler, 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 and Ziegler. It was not confusing at all. But <laughs> That's awesome. As your listeners and viewers know that when you have that entrepreneur bug, it just it will fight its way out no matter what you do. And I couldn't not be the boss. And so my wife and I did the three things you're not supposed to do. We quit our jobs. We had two doctor salaries. So we quit our jobs. The golden handcuffs were off. We moved across the country to South Carolina from Ohio. And we started two businesses at that time in two clinics. And so we were running these two clinics, but when you start a new clinic, it's a little slower. So we also started an online sunglass company called iLove. And the online sunglass company was increasing faster than our clinics were. Our clinics were doubling year over year, but the online space was just so much greater. And we decided to sell one of our clinics in 2017 and then the second one in 2018. And we went all in on this business iLove. We shifted our model in 2017 to be more of a dry eye company. Our mission is to heal 1 million dry eye sufferers using natural techniques and tactics. So most of our products are very organic, very few ingredients, no preservatives. And we've built a pretty sizable audience that way. And we service about 40 to 50,000 dry eye sufferers right now. 
And we're looking to get that to a million by the year 2030. So that's our goal. With that being said, it truly is, even though we are still doing optometry work with dry eye, being in the online space has truly been life-changing for us because I've always wanted to impact more and more people than I could. And being online has allowed us to do that. And then we use the profits from I Love to then fund our charity called the I Love Cares Foundation. And that does two to three mission trips a year down in South America or in the Caribbean. And we give about two to 3,000 eye exams a week in those locations. And then we're trying to create more sustainability in Jamaica and in the Caribbean. So we're going to try to create a school, but you have to balance that with the people that are actually working down there. So that's kind of everything in a nutshell, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So that's interesting. Kudos to you for the charitable work, because obviously it's always great to give back, particularly when you've been so blessed and successful, you know, as a doctor and then now as an e-commerce entrepreneur, right? So that's awesome. So tell me a little, let's dive a little bit into I Love, right? So you started mm-hmm. it out as a sunglass company. I'm selling it online. So I'm assuming Amazon and yep. maybe Shopify and some different platforms like that. Is that how you kind of started the whole sunglass? Yeah. So we were hundred percent on Amazon. So hundred percent sunglasses on Amazon. And as we've shifted to the dry eye model, it's become more 75% Amazon, 25% Shopify. Our Shopify does great for returning customers. Amazon, you can't really retarget as much, but Amazon is still our breadwinner. And that's what we focus on. That's what we specialize in. That's That's our superpower. Gotcha. So why the pivot from sunglasses to the, you know, the dry eye product? What was the premise behind that? It all goes back to service. And, you know, I'm treating all these diseases in my office, but I'm selling other people's products to treat them. And so I decided that we wanted to to pivot and sell our own product. And we kind of got a big kick in the butt when one of the products we were selling, our main product, we were selling 10 to 20 of these in our office a day. They changed their prices from $30 a month to $300 a month overnight. And customer came to me, a patient came to me and said, Hey, you're an entrepreneur. I've seen your business online. Can you make this? And I said, I'll look into it. So we looked into a chemist has to make this product. It's a very intricate product. And we found one and they started making it and we started trying it out and it worked really, really well. And so now that's our main product. And we just go after that competitor that we were selling their product. And now they were at $300 a month. We're at $18 a month. So that tells you the cost of the goods sold. It's really not that much. And they are charging $300 a month for it. So that was kind of the, the, the pivot that we made. And then we just loved serving that demographic of seeing people naturally heal their dry eye. It's just been a lot of fun. Very cool. Okay. So you made that pivot. So tell me a little bit about the size of the business today. Give us a sense as to whether it be revenue or employees or customers or percentage growth. Give us something because I'd really like to understand. I mean, you started this e-commerce component back in what, 17? The dry eye portion was in June of 2017. The okay. sunglasses were July of 2015. Okay. So you started I Love in 2015. You made the pivot to this other product in 17. So what does that look like today? Like what, what did you do in 2019, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. So in 2019, we actually did the same as 2018. And we can go into that if you want. But 2019, we ended up doing 3.2 million. And then the first year we were in business in 2015, we did about 86,000. And so that's kind of the, the four-year growth that we've experienced Last year, we focused more on sales versus service. We focused on service the first three years. We focused more on sales last year. Our revenue stayed the exact same and our profit actually went down. And so you could imagine in 2020, we're focusing 100% back on service. Awesome. Okay, great. So you did 3.2 million in 19 and that's pretty much all, that's 75% going through Amazon, 25 through Shopify, you said, right? Yep. 
all e-commerce. Now, is this a subscription product or is this more of a, you know, they just have to reorder based on usage? Yeah. So we have about 2000 people that are on subscription per month, but it is everything we come out with pretty much now is subscription based. We still have four pairs of sunglasses that we sell. Those obviously aren't subscription, even though that'd be great if they were, but there are a couple other products that aren't subscription, but most of our products are now. Okay, great. All right, cool. So let's dive into you a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about you before we dive into this framework you have for Amazon, This, you know, having success with Amazon using PPC. So if you had to pick any business superpower, right? Something you don't have, because I know your superpower is PPC with Amazon, but yeah. something you don't have, what would you pick? What would that superpower be? Dennis, I think every male entrepreneur can attest to this one or any entrepreneur that's a, you know, type eight in the Enneagram. We are terrible at listening. And listening, if I could give myself a superpower, I would have probably saved millions of dollars by now because if I would have listened to the women in my life, like my wife and my CPA is also female and my team is all female, if I would have listened to them more, I think we would have saved a lot more money. So that's the one skill I'm working on and that's what I wish I had a superpower of is just listening. Yeah, I think you are gonna be my wife's new favorite guest. Doesn't mean I'm a good listener. (laughs) Does not mean I'm a good listener. But I wish I was better. Yeah, listening, being an effective listener, actively listening is definitely a superpower. But that's a first for anybody saying that. So congrats <laughs> on that. All right, well, listen, let's unpack this a little bit. Let's dive into your existing superpower, which is Amazon PPC. I know you've got a bit of a framework, but the goal of today is to try to share this framework. And again, we can't get into the nitty gritty of how to do every component of targeting and copy and all that. We're going to give you a framework that you can leverage. And then at that point, obviously, you know, you could always reach out to Dr. Travis if, you know, if you have any questions afterwards, but unpack that for us, give us a little bit of idea of how we do this and then uh, we'll go from there. So I want to just let your viewers and listeners know that the opportunity, if you're not on Amazon is just huge. Amazon did $232 billion in 2018, up from 135 billion in 2016. So they're growing steadily by 30% almost per year. And we're in the hundreds of billions of dollars. And so if you're not on Amazon yet and you're a brand, you need to be on there because people are searching for you. And a basic framework for Amazon is actually very simple. You just need to create a beautiful listing, just like on Shopify or any other website that you're on. You need to create great photos, a great title, great bullet points, and a great description. And then you just need to advertise very simply. Just go after the, the keywords or the words that make sense for your product and that are profitable. And so Amazon isn't as tough as people make it to be, but even if you just throw your product up there and you don't even optimize it fully, you will get sales from it if you're a big brand. So if your viewer or listener is a big brand out there, they need to be on Amazon and they don't even need to worry about optimizing it. They just need to be on there because people are definitely searching, but the opportunity is huge. And even if you just jump on and ride the roller coaster, you're going to grow 20 to 30% year over year. Yeah. So what's really funny is that you mentioned that is that whenever I, and I'm not the only person that does this, right? Whenever I buy something, whether I'm in a store or whether I'm home and I, or I'm shopping online or wherever and say I'm not on Amazon, I almost always go to try to find that product on Amazon before I order it. If it's not on Amazon, then I go back to the source. If it's on Amazon, I buy it from there. And sometimes it's the same company because they have an Amazon you know, presence. And sometimes it's a totally different company. But Ultimately, the ease of ordering through Amazon and the fact that I'm going to get it in two days because of Prime and all these other benefits, that's where I order it from. So, you know, I get your point that large brands that are not currently on Amazon are definitely missing out on an opportunity. Again, even if they don't optimize it, just brand queries themselves, right? Just straight up brand queries are going to bring them additional sales 
an opportunity. So no, I think that's an excellent point. And you said the first part of it is obviously just starting out with your product listings. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? Tell us a little bit more about how that works and then we'll take step number two. So what I want to say before I go into this a little bit more is don't worry about all the steps in this. Just get your product up there. That's the key thing. So the first thing you want to do is have a great title. Have a great title with your brand name and then whatever keywords you're going after. And so we have a product called Hydrate Lid and Lash Cleansers. That's the beginning of our title. And it's for eyelid relief, eye irritation. And so we can't use disease terms like blepharitis and dry eye and styes and my booming gland dysfunction. So we have to describe those things. So like eyelid bumps, infections, things like that. And so, but it's easier if you don't have a medical device. The second thing is you, you have to have great pictures. So your main image has to have a white background with just the product. You'll see people cheating all the time. They do get caught eventually, but product with a white background, that's all you need for the main image. The other pictures, what I recommend is making those like an additional bullet point. And so instead of talking about your features, you need to be talking about the benefits. So a feature of our main product is hypochlorous acid. Well, what does hypochlorous acid help you with? Helps you with eyelid relief, eye irritation. And so you can even take it a step further and go with the benefit of the benefit. And you want to put those on your second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way up to the seventh photo. Because people are looking at photos, that's kind of the story that you want to captivate them with. So we then take those benefits and we put them in the bullet points. Your bullet points on Amazon are just that. They're five bullet points. What I recommend again is the benefits and then also focusing on what makes you different. And so we focus on our charity part. So we have a bullet point called how we are different. And we talk about the charity like of, of I love. Next is your description. The description is just kind of a paragraph form of whatever. You can also put your benefits down there as well. But Amazon has something newer called enhanced brand content. And that's where you can create kind of a landing page inside your listing. And that's got pictures, photos, which are the same thing. And then a bunch of wording as well, like your bullet points and other things like we have, it goes even more into our mission in the enhanced brand content. And then you can add videos. And so videos are huge right now. Amazon's just starting to add those in. You can have your customers upload videos themselves. You can upload videos and then you can have a video on your listing. Optimizing all of those things on the front end is key, but there's also a back end to Amazon too. And that's where you can add additional words that you might not want to put on the front. Front meaning that that's the customer facing, back end meaning that helps Amazon's algorithm find your product. And so there's backend search terms that really help your product be found as well. And then there's some other things in the backend that you have to add as well, but I won't get into those in too much detail. The main thing you need to know is the backend search terms. So step one is just Amazon listing optimization or making sure your listing looks really good. Again, don't worry about all of it. Just get your product up there and then you can focus on those later. Love it. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Step number two. Step number two is you have to have, if you're going to start Amazon pay-per-click or Amazon advertising, it's also called sponsored products. You need to have a brand defensive campaign. Brand defensive campaign is just simply your brand name because you're spending so much money on Facebook, on Google ads, in Target. If you're in retail, like you just stated, you're in Target, you're looking up a robot vacuum, you're going to look online to make sure the price is the same. Now, if you are doing Facebook ads or Google ads, People, they'll see your Facebook ad, they'll click on your ad, they'll go to your website, and then they'll go over to Amazon to buy, or they'll go over to Amazon to search your brand name. And if you don't show up, somebody else is. And if, if that somebody else is, they're going to steal your sale because, oh, the product looks about the same. Thanks for the sale, whoever that got that. So a brand defensive campaign is just simply putting your brand name in a broad match keyword, very easy to do, and then putting any variations of your name. So our brand name is Hydrate. The Y is spelled E-Y-E though. So hydrate like an eye. 
And so we actually go after the word hydrate, normal spelling. Our overall company name is called I Loves. Then we target those keywords as well. Two words, one word, the letter I with love, even though ours is EYE. So brand defensive campaigns is so crucial. And that's kind of step two. And it's very easy to set up. It's funny you mentioned that because the way I look at, like, for example, like I love Best Buy. Don't get me wrong. Best Buy is a great store. It's, it's a great place to go touch and feel all the products and tinker and you know, and they've got tech products and that's always cool to me. It's always interesting to see what new tech stuff's coming out and phones and, and everything, right? But I look at Best Buy like Amazon's showroom, right? They're basically like Amazon's showroom because I see everybody in Best Buy looking at products, picking up products, getting a sense for all the products. And then I see them on their phone searching on Amazon and online to see where they can actually buy it cheaper or get it delivered right to their house. So it really kind of blows my mind. I and mean, when you think about the scale of how big Amazon has become and continues to grow, you know, the fact that some of these, re- I mean, they're really, really just able to pick the pocket of a lot of these retailers. And if you're a brand who hasn't taken advantage of that, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy at this stage. I mean, we're talking, it's 2020. I mean, you know, if it was 2002, I could see, but it's 2020. And if you're a brand and you're not on Amazon, it's crazy. Now, of course, if you're a startup, that's a little bit different. But if you're an established brand, I think it just makes a ton of sense. So, all right, awesome. So you have to create that, def- would you call it a defense ad? Yeah, I call it a brand defensive ad, yeah. A brand defensive ad. All right, so you gave some good strategy on that. Cool. All right, what's the next step? So now we're going to get into the little more nitty gritty as far as optimizing your listing and optimizing your presence on Amazon to actually grow your sales, not just from brand defensive campaigns. And so what we're going to do next is called keyword research. I use a tool called Helium 10. I have no affiliation with them. It's just an amazing tool that I use quite a bit. And what you do is you kind of search what keywords your customer is going to type into Amazon and what do you want to rank for to, for them to find you and buy you. So I'm going to switch over to my sunglasses, for example, for this one. And so our sunglasses, some keywords for that are polarized sunglasses, polarized sunglasses for women, polarized sunglasses for men, sunglasses, sunglasses, women's sunglasses, men's sunglasses. So those are all keywords. And so you have to determine what keywords you want to go after. Now, sunglasses, as you could imagine, is searched 500,000 times a month on Amazon. And it's a very, very, very competitive keyword. So you're going to pay more for that. If you have the budget, go for it. But a better strategy is to find keywords that nobody's bidding on. They're called long tail keywords. Google long tail keywords, your viewers might know as just longer versions of a keyword that you want to go after to rank your site better. Same thing on Amazon. It's not necessarily longer keywords, but it's keywords that have great search volume, one to two to 3,000 per month, but they have no competition on them or very low competition. And so instead of paying five to $20 per click for those main crazy keywords like sunglasses, you can pay 90 cents to $3 per click for these smaller keywords. And Amazon will eventually tell you what keywords your product is ranking for and what keywords to go after more. And we'll go into that in just a little bit. But Amazon keyword research is just basically throwing out 10 keywords that you think your product needs to rank for, and then using a tool like Helium 10 to just kind of find those long tail keywords or those opportunities to go after. And that's, that's what we focus on is really going after those opportunities. And then Amazon kind of takes over from there. And then you can use Amazon's data to figure out what to do next. Love it. So there's that, that's a huge delta, right? Between those primary keywords five to $20 per click versus, you know, I think you said 90 cents up to $3. And I'm, I'm sure that's not an exact science. You were giving a range, but the ratio, the difference in percentages here, I mean, it's huge. I mean, that's a huge difference. 
And obviously, I mean, the strategy that you're using on Amazon is very similar to the strategy that people use on Google and other search engines, right? It's very, very similar. But I think it's important for people to understand that if you have a winning product and and you're advertising it on Google, you probably have a leg up when you start an Amazon PPC campaign, right? Because you've already got a lot of that data. You've already know what's performing. And people are going to search a little bit different, of course, on Amazon versus on Google. But I think there's definitely going to be a direct correlation. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the best part about Amazon is when somebody's searching on Amazon, they have purchase intent. If somebody's searching on Google, it could be purchase intent or it could be search intent. And so they're just like looking up knowledge for that product versus going to buy it. And so when they're on Amazon, they're not looking on how to do something. They're looking on how to fix something or how to buy something. And so they're buying when they look up on Amazon. So it's very buyer intent. And there's actually a strategy around that, that on Amazon, we call it a browse versus a shop mentality. Some of the keywords that you're going after are more browse, whereas in some of the keywords that they're going after are more shopping. So is that person just browsing around? Like if they just put in sunglasses, that's somebody that's probably just browsing because they're not, they don't know what they want yet. But then somebody that puts in black polarized sunglasses for women tends to be more of a shop keyword because they look, they know they want black and they know they want polarized and they know they want them for women. And so sunglasses would be that browse. And then when they get more specific, that's more that shop. So that's kind of the difference between search queries on Amazon and then Google, like you said, or like we discussed, it can pretty much be anything. (laughs) Yeah. The cool thing about it, if you have that Google campaign, you know what keywords are converting into sales. So those would Mm -hmm. be the probably most likely the actual buy intent keywords. And I like the way you explained, you know, the difference between a browse and, and actually a buy type keyword, right? The difference there. It's almost like the difference between top of funnel and bottom of the funnel, right? When you think about, a, when you think about marketing, right? So I think that's, or, or some sort of a, a marketing funnel. I think that's interesting. Okay, great. All right, what's the next step? Where do we go from here? Well, to, to go back just a little bit, that's 100% what you said. So we create funnels for people that we work with and we create that that browse shop. And then you even added the keyword buy. I didn't go into that. And then as we go down the funnel, so I don't know how much I'm on the camera, but you got the browse, you got the shop, then you have the buy keywords, and then you have the scale keywords. And so that's the next step is the scale keywords. And the scale keywords is the bottom of the funnel. These are keywords that we know are converting into sales. So we look for a conversion rate of those keywords of 25% or higher on Amazon. Sounds crazy to those people that are in the website world that their conversion rates, you know, three to 4%, and that's amazing, or even one to 2%, and that's good. Where on Amazon, you can get up to 50 to 60% on some of your keywords. And wow, on those- That's crazy. Those, oh yeah, it's insane. And one of our products is a 40% conversion rate. And it's just because of the keywords that we go after. And so when you have these higher keywords, over 25% conversion rate, you can scale those keywords really, really well. And so what we do is we, Amazon, after we've run pay-per-click for a while, it starts spitting out keywords to us and search. We call them search terms. Search terms are what customers put in and they're converting over 25% into sales. And so we can go after those keywords with an uncapped budget, meaning that we'll bid five to $10 per click. You might not always pay that because it is an auction system, just like any other pay-per-click system, but we'll bid five to $10 per click for those keywords just to be at the top of the search for that. So if somebody types in polarized sunglasses for women, I have a 25% conversion rate or higher. I want to be that top sponsored product. And Amazon, just like Google, is becoming a paid platform. When you type in something on Amazon, those first four four or five spots are all sponsored now. When I first started this game, there's maybe one, one, and now the first five. And so it makes a huge difference. But 
we find those keywords by pulling data. It's called a search term report in Amazon. We pull that data, we find the conversion rates that are the highest and that are converting into sales. And then we just scale those. And once you scale those, that's how you increase your organic rank on Amazon. You then start to make more and more sales for that same keyword. You then started on page 10 of Amazon. Now you're going up to page five. And then as you scale them even more, you're on page one. And then eventually you're in the top three for those keywords. And that's when organic sales start to take over for the sponsored sales. And now you're getting both sponsored and organic sales, which then makes your product incredibly profitable. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it, make, it totally makes sense. And, and it also makes sense why you love the subscription model, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, it allows you to spend more upfront to acquire that customer, right? So you, have, you can have a, a larger customer acquisition or whatever you, however you yeah. want to frame it, right? You can spend more to get that customer as long as you understand the lifetime value of that customer, right? But if you have a recurring monthly, what's the typical subscription? Is it, would you say it was $18 a month or something? I think you said earlier. Yeah. Our, our best product is $18 a month. $18 a month. And I mean, you know, dry eyes is not something that goes away <laughs> in a month or two. Typically mm -hmm. that's something that's recurring when people have that, that issue. So they're going to, as long as they're enjoying the product, they might have that product for five or 10 years. Who knows? I mean, we don't have, you don't have that data yet, of course, because you, two years old, you're only a couple <laughs> years old, but you have a sense already as to, as to the retention, right. And the churn on that. So, so yeah, I think that's really important. And, and the other thing that really kind of jumps out at me here is it doesn't surprise me that Amazon has figured out a way to, in addition to becoming the largest e-commerce platform and giving people a platform to sell their product, that they would figure out a way to probably generate, if I had to guess, I don't know how much revenue they're generating through advertising, but I would be shocked if it's not approaching a billion very soon. I'm pretty sure it's approaching closer to probably 10 million because they just 10 keep million? Billion. Yeah, billion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I knew it had to be huge because you, know, you can have your product there and if people aren't doing direct brand queries, you're just not going to show up probably or not position yourself to score if you're not doing the pay-per-click. Yeah, and what you're going to see next is, so they just came out with Amazon Video sponsored videos. So that's, that's big right now. And it works incredibly well. It's amazing the, the cost per click I'm getting on those. But what you're going to start seeing is when you're firing up your fire TV stick, you're going to start seeing products that you were shopping for show up on your TV and you can click them and add them with a, the press of a button. Alexa ads are probably going to start pretty soon too. All that stuff is coming. And so they have built this massive platform with a ton of eyeballs. Alexa is actually talking to me right now. She heard me, but we, they've built this platform with a ton of eyeballs and now they're just throwing ads in everyone. Whole Foods is an example. You're going to start seeing ads in Whole Foods too. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, is there anything else you want to add? I got a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up for today, but anything else you want to add specific to the pay-per-click strategy? Another big thing with Amazon is your ratings and reviews. And so that's another focus that you need to, you need to have a product that's high quality. And so if you don't have a high quality product, don't put it on Amazon because your ratings and reviews are just going to go down really quickly and then your sales are going to tank. So you need to focus on a good quality product to get those good ratings and reviews. And the days of getting fake reviews on Amazon are way gone. And so on top of that, I always recommend building an audience. And so most of your listeners and viewers are brand builders. And so they probably have that audience already. And that helps tremendously when you're launching on Amazon to get a bunch of reviews very quickly because you need to have a lot of reviews. Our best product has close to 2,500 reviews. And then another product we have has about 1500 reviews and that pays off. It just pays dividends to have that many reviews because it makes it hard for your competition to touch you. Yeah. And the trust that those, that number of reviews 
generates. That social proof is really powerful. It's funny. People that listen to this podcast have heard me say this many, 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 many times, and they're probably sick of it. But you know, my friend Jeffrey Gittimer said it best. He said, when people, when you say it about yourself, it's bragging, but when people say it about you, it's proof, right? And so that social proof is really powerful. And it's good to hear that that the fake reviews are over, right? Because I mean that that really deteriorates the whole trust factor, no matter what platform you're on. But of course, we all know it was happening. So I'm, it's good to see that that Amazon has got to put the kibosh on that thing. However, they were able to do it. All right. Well, listen. A couple quick questions before we go. Do rapid fire if you can. What's your favorite growth tool or software? Something that you use regularly to grow your business. So we use Trello on a daily basis. Trello is our project management software that we use for our team. We have a team of about five people that are in-house that are W-2 and Trello just, we couldn't operate without it. Love it. Perfect. All right. And what would be one book that you've read that you would recommend to the audience or maybe you know, think would help them along in their journey? Just one. <laughs> just one. No, my favorite book and I read it every January and I, I read it with a different colored highlighter because I always highlight something different is Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. It has three sections to it. The first one is growing your company to, from zero to 1 million. Second one's one to 10. Third one is 10 to 100 million. And so I read that book every January because it just resets my mind for the new year. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, Travis, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about I Love and all the products you have there, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. So if you suffer from dry eye, go check out, we have a, a book called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. And you can head to dryeyebook.com and you can pick that up. It's a PDF version for free if you have dry eye. Um, and then you can just kind of follow us and see what we're doing as a brand and just kind of maybe get some pointers because we do, we do a lot. We do a lot with email marketing, website and everything. If you're interested in jumping on a phone call with me to talk about how your brand can scale on Amazon or get on Amazon, you can head to amazonppcprofessionals.com. That's amazonppcprofessionals.com. There's a link there to apply. And you just fill out a short little form and then I'll usually email you back within about 24 hours. And then we're also on YouTube and on Facebook at Amazon PPC Pros. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, I will make sure I put all those links in the show notes. I really appreciate you being here. Congrats on all your success. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Dennis, thanks for having me on. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.